right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Via. Thank you so much for joining me. I've got a really fun one for you today, and, I, and I'm saying fun. And, and I can tell you right now, the people that hire me to coach them, when I tell them we're going to have some fun, yeah, they don't really, they don't have that same feeling that you're probably thinking when I say fun. But I really love this concept, and I love this process that I'm going to talk about here today, because ultimately, the truth is that you're listening to this podcast because you have a desire to grow. You have a desire to start from where you are to move someplace else, right? And so what you have to do, you've probably already done this. You've measured it. Like, here's where I am with my health. And however you measure that, whether it's your weight or your cholesterol level or whatever, and then here's where I am with my spirituality or my belief in myself. Here's where I am with my, my money, you know, my business, how much money I'm making or in my job. And then here, here's where I am with my relationships with my spouse or my kids or just with my people, my friends and so on. And you've taken that measurement and you've said, okay, I want to be here. And you've decided, all right, I love where I'm at, but it's not where I want to be. Or I love who I am, but I'm not who I want to be yet. Right. Or I love what I can do, but I'm not quite able to do what I want to do yet. Something like that. And you're listening to this podcast because you're looking for ways to get there. And what I want to tell you real quick is that when we're talking about this concept of having fun, this is what I mean. I, I love, I love helping people. It's fun for me to help people change, not change who they are, really change what they do to help them get where they want to be faster. So if you're listening to this and you want the secret to move fast, you got to understand this truth is that real change, okay, the best kind of change is often violent. And it's so true. So here's, uh, here's some examples. So I want to tell you a little bit about me. First off, when I grew up, okay, I just need you to know, they need to know this about me first. I, I've always been, I was, I grew up a mama's boy. All right. My dad was never around. My dad, uh, my dad was an alcoholic, drank, and he was really gone. He would, he's the kind of dad that would say, Hey, I'm going to go get milk. And then he would be gone for months. Right. And, uh, now don't get me wrong. My dad was pretty cool. There was some things that I really learned from him, but one of those was not how to be a great husband. Anyway, my point is that bringing that up is that my my, I was straight up raised by my mom, powerful woman. She ran a business actually on the same property that I lived in. If I could kind of paint this a picture, imagine a property as being like a rectangle, okay? And 34% of that rectangle was the business and the other 20, or sorry, 35%. What am I thinking? Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not great at math, I promise. So what's going on. So 75% of that, of that rectangle was the business and the other 25% was our house. Okay. And so it was on the same property and the business was my mom took care of people who were uh, schizophrenic or manic depressant, or, uh, you know, they were just elderly and there were some other people with some other, um, you know, problems. And what my mom did was she took care of them. She made sure that they got their medication. She made sure they got fed, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner. We made sure that they, she made sure of all the things that like they basically lived on our property. They were able to come and go as they please. And honestly, when they were on their medication, you wouldn't have known they had issues. You would think they were introverted, but that's it. But anyway, my point in that bringing that up is that my mom ran this business out of our home. And so I saw my mom all the time, which my mom was really good at creating comfort, creating a level of acceptance and warmth. My mom was the kind of person in the neighborhood, if anybody needed money, they would come and do odd jobs for my mom and she'd give them cash and they would go. It was just, it was a really cool, it was a really safe place to be. And so because of that, I've always, like, I just never went anywhere. I stayed home all the time. If I wasn't watching movies or playing video games, I was playing basketball basketball, but just in my, uh, my next door neighbor's house, which was my uncle. And I played basketball all the time. 
you don't know this by listening to, but I'm, I'm six foot seven and I, I've played college sports and uh, I was really good. And my point in the bringing that up is that I never went anywhere terrified of leaving the area. I lived in El Monte, El Monte, California. So if you're listening to, if you live in that area, that's where I grew up right by Jim's burgers, pretty cool place. Anyway, my point in bringing this up is that I never went anywhere, but when my wife and I started building a business and this is many years later and I started growing my brand and I'm starting to coach and I'm coaching people and I'm working with people all over the country, it became obvious to me that I was going to have to get up over my fear of getting out, like getting in a plane and flying somewhere far. And for me, far was literally like the other side of the country. Okay. So I remember one of the, uh, one year I finally said, I'm going to get over my fear. We're going to set up events all over the country and we're going to charge people to come and learn what we've learned so that I can get over this fear and I get to see really cool places around the country. And one of my favorite places still to this day, I am madly in love with is Boston, Boston, Massachusetts. Like if you've never been to Boston, I highly recommend it. It is so freaking cool. This place is so great that I, uh, like, so I, what it is, I went to, saw, I saw, um, I saw the areas where obviously our country was founded. I took a tour and, and the guy taught us, taught us about, you know, how the country was founded and all these great leaders in our past. And I remember going to see a Boston Red Sox game. I actually went to Fenway Park and sang Sweet Caroline. And holy cow, guys, I've never had so much fun like I did at a ballpark when I went to Fenway. Uh, I Right there, I bought a, a Boston Red Sox hat. I bought a jersey, put my last name on the, on the back, and I had that jersey sent to me. I still have it. I love it. And honestly, in one day, I became a Boston Red Sox fan. And now I'm actually watching baseball, which is weird. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is that while I was there, I was learning about how this country was founded. And oh my gosh, were my eyes and my ears like shocked. Because the guy that took us on this tour, he was this old, older guy. He was very weird. But I mean by weird, like he was just kind of kooky. But he was literally saying, look, I'm going to tell you things that are the truth and real about how this country was founded. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to get the information I'm going to share with anybody else. There's no one, uh, no one else that does tours the way I do. So you're in the right place. And my, my mind was like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. By the way, that's the best way that you can start off a tour by freaking people out like that. And, and I had this little, uh, this little uh, camera mounted on my jacket because I wanted to take pictures of everywhere we were going, but I didn't want to phone up in my face everywhere I go. So I just had this little camera that was taking pictures of things automatically and recording a little bit of video. And he saw that I had that. And he literally said to me, he came up to me. He's like, are you recording me right now? Like he was a little upset. And I said, I go, I'm just taking pictures. And he says, go, okay, because there's a lot of people that come in my tours and they try to record them to try and see and try to gather some of the cool information that I have so they can go and sell it, you know, in their own tours. And I'm like, whoa, like that's how I, that's how this guy introduced himself to me. And I'm like, no, no, it's, I swear all I'm doing is just taking random photos every once in a while, a little bit of video. I am not here to do, I just want to enjoy what you have to say without me having to stick a phone on your face and take pictures. And he was like, okay, that's cool. You're cool. And I'm like, okay. And he started sharing with me some really nasty things about our country and how it started. And one of the things he talked about was this tree. He pointed out this tree and he said, there was, he says there actually, sorry, I forgot. He pointed out the space where a tree was. And you can see there was a tree there once, but the grass has sort of grown over it a little bit. And he talked about this. And this is the concept of growth that I want you to understand. He says, right in that spot was a tree. And that tree was used to hang people. He was talking about why they were, were like the, the, like the, 
the absolute violence and this, what this country was like when it was first founded, when the United States was first founded. And he was talking about how they used to hang people from there. And he said, well, they used to hang people from there that were, um, you know, there were people that were basically getting in the way of the, the freedom that the country was trying to get from Europe, from Great Britain, you know, and, and England. Sorry, I'm, I'm probably going to mess that up. But basically what he was trying to say was that in order to create the freedom that this country created from Europe, it had to get ugly. It had to get violent. It was nasty. All the stories he shared were graphic. I loved it. It was so good because it was real, right? It was the truth. It wasn't, and he talked about uh, stories about uh, John Adams and he talked about stories about John Hancock and he told stories about, uh, of course, George Washington and, and um, Jefferson and so on. Anyway, uh, and Ben Franklin, right? I got to visit all these guys' grave sites, which was so cool too. Anyway, my point in that and bringing all that up is that he talked about how they, like this is exactly how they, they ran business. They did business dirty and violent and, and nasty and definitely ways that would never fly today. But if you think about this, man, in order for a country like the United States to really be founded, it had to be violent because the separation was so deep. It was so different than the way that they were living before that there was a noticeable change that was taking place. And whenever, whenever a, a person or a group of people are going through change, it's extremely uncomfortable. But fast change, like the kind of change that took place to, to create this country, to create the freedoms in this country, it was so fast that it got ugly, it got nasty. We're talking about wars. And then there was, a, there was, you know, there was obviously a war to separate. And then there was a war within with the civil war and so on. Guys, you have to understand that the freedoms that we experience today, that didn't happen nice. It didn't happen comfortably. And it, certain didn't hap- it certainly didn't happen by asking permission. It happened by getting violent. And that's often what we need to do for ourselves. See, in order to stop doing what you're doing, you'll have to stop feeling how you're feeling, which means you have to stop thinking how you're thinking. See, I've, I've coached, I've had many coaches for myself. I have one right now who taught me this is like what you think causes a feeling and that feeling leads to an action. Boom. So if you want to change your actions, you got to change what's causing those feelings, which is those thoughts that are being filled in your mind. And yeah, it's going to be violently different if you want change quickly. Now, if you want long, which is totally cool, if you want slow, gradual, long change, then by all means, do it in a way that is unviolent, okay? Do it in a way that doesn't require you to make statements like, this is what I want, and I'm no longer going to stop doing what I'm doing, and I'm going to start doing something different and freaking everybody else around you out, right? So if you want that change, it's totally cool. Just stop being depressed and disappointed if change isn't happening for you fast enough. If you want change, and here's the, the rule I've learned, is that when you, where, let's say if you started right here, right now, and let's say you wanted to lose some weight and you knew how to do that, right? Eating a little differently and exercising a little bit more, right? Let's say if you started that right now, what I'm going to tell you right now is if you do that small thing, simple things every single day, Right around the three-month mark is when you will notice results. You'll notice difference. You'll notice change. You cannot measure yourself 
be anytime sooner than that. You really have to stick to that three, around three month mark. But you have to do things every single day consistently to do that. Do you understand how violent that is? You have to know that. To suddenly go from not working out or to go from eating poorly to suddenly eating good and working out, that is violent. Your body is going to react. It's not going to like it at all. It's going to, it's going to try to... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's trying to, it's going to try and create a revolution. <laughs> okay. It's going to fight back. The first five days of deciding to do something different, your body will try to tell you this is a bad idea. Your, the people around you will try to tell you this is a bad idea. The people who've known you all their life, the people who have stories about you, will not understand. In fact, in many ways, they might even give you some crap about it, right? They might. I can tell you that I definitely experienced that. A lot of my family stopped following me on social media because I turned my life around and decided to be something bigger than me, decided to be something bigger than what my family was at the time. And I had a, had a couple of aunts and uncles. I knew they were having issues with what I was doing because they kept calling me Mr. Facebook, like they were calling it, oh, here it is, Mr. Facebook. I'm like, what's that? That's a stupid name. But I started to realize, oh, I get it. I'm not living up to the story that they've been telling about me all these years. A violent reaction to my instant decision to change. Okay? When you decide to do something different, it's going to be violent. Now, so we talked about how your body's going to react. We talked about how the people around you are going to react. Let's talk about how, what about like people in church? right? Maybe you, maybe you go to church on a regular basis and the people in the church think you need to be meek and humble and quiet, right? But you've decided to be loud and big and bold. And maybe those people at church have an issue with it because they don't like the way you're going. And maybe they're going to have a judgment or an opinion about that. Violent. Right? And then you're going to probably notice some changes in your bank account. Like, for example, if you start investing in programs or systems that are going to help you stay focused on your dreams, you might notice your bank account shrinking a little bit, right? Spending a little bit more money than you have, but you're stepping out into a total, violent, uncomfortable area that is all, always comes with change. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about what it is you want right now with your health. Think about what it is you want with your beliefs in yourself. What do you want with your relationships? Maybe your marriage, right? And what do you want with your bank account? I want you to like put a number on all of it. What do you want? Get real about it. Why does it matter so much to you if you get it? And here's the other thing. What's going to happen if you don't do something to make that happen? What's going to happen? What are the, what is the consequence of not engaging in this violent activity of change? <laughs> What's going to happen if you don't, right? So once you've kind of laid out those goals, what I want you to do is ask yourself, what do I, what kind of declarative statements, what kind of declarations do I need to make in order to shift how I do things? so that I can see results in all of those areas of my life in three months. All right? And understand that everybody around you, except maybe those who know you best, 
are going to react violently. They probably won't like it. Your body is going to say, I don't like this. See, because if you've been fueling your body with, let's say, energy drinks every single day, and you've decided to quit, yeah, your, your body's going to have an issue for a little while. It's kind of been relying on it. And when you violently, violently take it away, you might have a, a feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm ter- I feel terrible. My body is cr- cr- crashing right now. And I, I really need an energy drink. It's got nothing to do with what's true or what you actually need. It just has to do with what you've been telling your body, what you've been feeding your body up at this point. So when you make that change, yeah, for the first five days, your body's going to be like, please stop doing this. This sucks. This is too violent. Right? So when we talk about your relationships, here's the deal. My wife and I, our marriage is amazing, but it only became amazing when we both decided that it had to be amazing or else we weren't going to last. And the only simple thing that we did differently was we made sure that we went on date nights every single night, every single week, excuse me. We, we said, okay, we're going to have one date night a week. And what, did, what got affected? Our kids. They were so weirded out about the fact that mom and dad were going to leave without them. Violent reaction. Well, our health, our spirituality started getting really weird because now we're spending more time together. I mean, we were already at home working around, working together, building a business together from home. But now we were like, how about we go out together and be alone? It was weird at first. It was really weird. We had to learn how to do it. Violent reaction, right? Plus we were going out every week. And yeah, my wife doesn't like chilies. <laughs> okay, my wife is like, no, no, no. We need to go someplace nice, which to me is like at least 150 bucks, right? And it's not good enough just to do dinner. No, we got to go to the movies or we, we'll, we'll go to the gun range. We learn how to shoot. We'll go to a place uh, up, up near where we live that makes chocolate, right? Every time we have a date night, it, it, I don't even know how we do it. We always end up spending somewhere between two and $300. So yeah, our bank account's like, ah, oh, that's violent. You guys are spending a fortune. <laughs> so the point that I'm making though, I can tell you right now is that Thanks to growing our marriage, our business has grown. Thanks to growing our marriage, my relationship with my kids has grown. Thanks to growing my marriage, my health has improved dramatically because I love my wife so much. And I just keep remembering every day how grateful I am to have her in my life. So you better believe those thoughts feed my body good energy. And I'm programming my cells and my body to enjoy and grow and be happy and have energy and be healthy. Right? And so knowing that I've got an amazing wife and we've worked really hard to grow our marriage, it has definitely grown my belief in myself. My wife actually now, this is in the last five or six years, well, that's four years. My wife actually quotes me in front of other people. Like she quotes me in the way she quotes great leaders. Like I said, like Les Brown or John C. Maxwell or other people on stage or Tony Robbins or whatever. My wife goes on stage and she speaks and she literally quotes me as not, and not just like, like, like most wives do when they throw their husbands under the bus, my wife actually quotes me in a way where it's like, yeah, he's pretty awesome. And when she quotes me, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I am pretty awesome. And everybody looks at me like, wow, you're pretty awesome. Yeah, I am. Because there's my wife up on stage talking about me. And how many wives do that? Not a lot. <laughs> so my point in this is that the best kind of change is often violent. If you want to see results in the next three months, 
get ready for some violent reactions to these declarations that you're making. So here's what I want you to do. Once again, take a look at those areas of your life, your, your health, right? Your belief in yourself, your relationships with your wife or your kids or your husband or whatever, right? Or maybe the people in your business. And then you're going to look at your, uh, your bank account, right? Your, 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 what you do for a living and, and say, this is what I'm going to have. Make a declaration. I am going to create America. <laughs> okay. And re- get ready for a violent reaction. All right. So that's awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you've made that commitment to realize that violence can often be, well, I got to be careful with what I'm saying. I don't. Okay. I need to, now I have to throw a, a freaking, you know, a little, I have to throw a little thing on the end of his thing. I don't want you to hurt people. That's not what I mean by violence, okay? What I mean is internal, okay? <laughs> so this growth, this, these goals and these dreams that you have, this, this change that you're going to create absolutely must benefit everybody in a positive way that comes around you. It must create an opportunity for unlimited income and it must be truly authentic to who you are at your highest degree. Have an awesome day. Thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and do one thing for another person. Share it. Share this podcast with them and let them hear this amazing greatness that's coming. And I want you to be ready to join my group that's coming up. Unleash your strengths with Eddie Via. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you later. 